Hello, I'm Stu Sensei and welcome to the Stu Sensei English Podcast, the place that helps you unlock your English ability. Let's crack on with the show. Welcome to the Stu Sensei English Podcast with me, Stu Sensei. Today, I'm talking with Mike and we are talking about living in Japan, what it's like for us here. So I hope you enjoy it. So we talked about um, in Japan, in a, in a real recently in a Japan, like they make comments about that we wouldn't necessarily accept if it was done in English. So, for example, ah, okay. long nose or something like that. Oh, you have a long nose. It's quite a strange comment in English. Um, so how do you feel when someone says comments about a, a, a physical or, or especially in the past? How would I, you feel about that? You know, when I first came to Japan, I remember someone saying Japan is like an onion. The more you keep peeling, the more layers that it has. And I remember the, you know, when I came here, I was pretty chunky and I lost the weight and got muscular and you know, guys and girls comment. And one of the comments that I never understood was like a, you're so handsome. Like if a man's another man's wife or another man's girlfriend comments like, Oh, he's so handsome. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he is like in front of your face or like, Oh, look what he's wearing. Like he looks so good. Like they'll, they'll belittle their partners in front of their partners about you. Mm. Right. Like, um, like if they said about your nose, like, oh, look at his nose is so long. Yours is so short. Like, and I, to this day that happens. And I never, I don't understand why is that there? Like, what is the point that they're trying to make? Are they trying to belittle their husband or they're trying to, uh, what's the word? Um, G them up. Build you up because they're commenting mm -hmm. about you, you know, belittling them. Um, so to this day, comments like that I, I i don't understand like it's different when you say like you know like oh I, I wish i had that or something like that so if someone says that to me that's different than oh this is my partner belittle my partner to build you up that's totally different than you know i, I think it's natural and what is it called humble to to say like oh i i wish i had what you had I it's wish, different yeah, than, yeah, right different like oh yeah. you know but compared to like uh you know you you don't have that look how good he looks compared to you like i would that that i never understood that's really that. interesting isn't it it's a, it's a just a different form of doing the same thing complimenting someone but you know by deprecate by self-deprecating in a way yeah so, yeah that that to me is, is is off but you know i i heard a lot of when i first came here you know the whole eyelashes thing and flat face and flat back of head i never like you know, you lived in America and an Asian person just looked like an Asian person, if that makes any sense. Like I never went, never could really describe what an Asian person was. You know, the I think the only thing that most people refer to and think someone's Asian is really eyes. You know, mm -hmm. I never noticed that they didn't. What is this called? The bridge? They didn't have a bridge, bridge here. Mm -hmm. Right. Or like uh, depends which Asian country they come from, the lack of hair or lack of lack of hair. Like those things I never noticed. I never really noticed until I came to Japan and people started pointing out what they didn't have compared to what I had. Mm. Like I remember when my sister came and um, I remember I was like, my sister was like, oh, I got to flatten my hair. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, don't find your hair. Like they love, 
curly hair here. Like my sister was like, no, I don't feel comfortable. I like, just leave your curly hair. Like, what's the big deal? Cause I was all about, you know, they give you all these flatteries, like what you have. So like, I kind of wanted them to appreciate like my sister for who she was, but in where we come, our culture, I mean, it's a little bit different now, but us growing up, you know, people always want what they don't have. So like so many women, even to this yeah, day, they straighten their hair out, right? They don't leave it curly. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's still, it's still to this day, certain comments I accept because I've been living here long enough, but I, I still like, what is that about? What is it? You yeah, know, it's very different, isn't it? It's definitely so, different. I, I definitely, uh, yeah. How about you learning Japanese? How have you found that journey? I think me learning Japanese has made me a better English teacher because, you know, I, I, I never understood why when you're teaching, kids will reply the way that they did. And you're like, why? Why are you keep replying this way? And it's like a unanimous way of replying. And then once you start learning Japanese, you're like, oh, you speak this way because you're just translating from your, you know, like uh, I always give the same example. It's like, oh, what would you do today? They'll say school. They won't say I went to school. I didn't go to school. They just say school. Kako, shioto, that's it, right? So when they're speaking English, they reply in the same way. Which is very interesting when you teach people who are not from Japan. So, you know, recently I teach yeah. a lot of Russian and uh, Middle Eastern people and, and, and Italian. And they reply so different, you know. Yeah. It's totally different. As a matter of fact, most of the class I'm just sitting. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just rampaging out, which is great, great yeah. to they, – they, you know, it's been a long time since uh, – Oh, what was it? Hold on. Let me remember what it was last night. I asked like a really simple question. And um, this lady was like, she just gave me everything except what I asked for. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so what's the, what's the answer? It was like, uh, why do you do? Uh, like uh, the thing was, uh, I'm trying to remember the question, but she replied with, of course, because blah, blah, like she got kind of defensive. But I was just asking. So she gave reasons for her answer without giving the answer. Exactly. And it's very different here because here they just give you the yes, no. Uh, Do you like, right? Do you like X, Y, and Z? Yes, I do. And then all all the parts of the world, you got to be like, okay, let me, let me jump in there. Like, which is really, really nice. They're just rampaging it out all out. That's interesting. Yeah. I understand what you mean. Cause I've been doing a lot of like um, reason building is the best way I can put it. So like you said, I, I said to one of my students, which is better, Tokyo or Osaka? Really, really, inter- really, really simple question. And they said, Tokyo. That's and it, I'm right? sitting there waiting. I'm like, for what reason? You need to tell me why. Because you must use because as a bare minimum. Or for example, you know, give me some extra. Because in, Eng- in English, and I never, never really noticed until using or studying Japanese, we give reasons for everything, yes. you know? It's weird, actually, but we do. We're like, there must be a reason for this thing. Um, because the next question is always why anyway, I suppose. So yes. we just shortcut it yes. anyway. So it's interesting. Um, did you find, have you found it difficult to learn Japanese? No, it's lack of more time. No, no, it's uh, lack of importance. Okay. And it's not, That's a it's fine not answer. you know, it's not that I don't want to learn. It's like, my and I take lessons, but my current level has gotten me to this point A, and then B, I never really use it because even when 
it's like two uh, two or three different ways either you most people a don't want you to speak uh japanese because they're they're there to to speak english right so that's a, a work and then yep. outside of work when you meet somebody you know either politeness humbleness or whatever you want to call it they rather listen they rather you listen to their broken english than force you to speak broken japanese do you understand mm. what i'm saying yeah like, no, i've been in i've been in many friendships when they're like but i can't speak english i'm like well no one's telling you you're forcing this upon yourself like let me speak japanese and then within an hour they go back to english so that's interesting isn't it? yeah i'm sure they want to so... practice as well but it does make a kind of complex situation for learning japanese doesn't it because I imagine the people who listen to you thinking, I really want to come to Japan and, and be a part of the culture and all of that kind of thing. You know, that grass is always greener kind of image we have. And then they probably think, I'll definitely learn Japanese and you can't really live there without it. And then they hear you say, like, importance and that it's not it's not necessary. You know, not not necessary is probably the wrong way of putting it, but, you know, the social situations we come up against, it makes it, uh the frequency of using japanese is limiting isn't it limited i personally think if our job wasn't to teach english i think both of our japanese would be a lot better 100 percent. it i I think it just boils down to you know a the effort that you put into a course but b the social situations where we are it just limits ours granted my japanese hasn't been improving day by day i do study not as much as i would like to but um it's definitely improving but it can always get better. One of the actual goals that I hope would would happen by this year is by 2013, I wanted to go back to like the, you know, the morning courses. Oh my God. Someone <laughs> said like, it was so funny. Someone said, when, when it was, te- I saw that joke. It was like, when was 10 years ago? And I was like, oh, that's 2000. Nobody, nobody. That's 22 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Obviously I'm still living like it's 2010, but but yeah. yeah, one of the things I want to go back to is the Japanese class in the morning. You know, mm. those those three hours in the morning was was uh, definitely important to me. But I still take my weekly classes, so okay, That's still cool. doing my thing. Um, How about yours? Mine, I I'm not taking classes at the moment. Again, importance. So my job is currently more important than my language learning, but. I do feel that learning Japanese is going to be extremely important in, within the next two years. So I'm putting more energy into it at the minute. I'm I'm trying to at least have an hour of input of Japanese a day, bare minimum. But I do feel I need to be studying vocabulary or at least keeping them in mind. I'm thinking of plastering, you know, post-it notes around my house as a bare minimum of something to do, you know, just so I can get all of that vocabulary in and then be like, seeing it every day or regularly looking at it you know and seeing how that works um just to try that out that method but um i definitely need to be speaking more i'd say even if it's just to myself i personally think it's it's kind of the same as everything else like when people say is japanese hard i always give the same answers it's as hard as you want it to be because i remember it being hard and one of the things that we actually spoke about before was like acceptance of the language like everybody is very easy to say oh, that's too hard, or why? I remember, like, I used to say that all the time. Why? Why? Why do you do like this? Why, 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 why? And when I finally just said, stop asking why, just accept the language for what it is, you know? The teacher doesn't know why it's like that. It's just the way it is. Accept it, you know? 
And then it, it completely changed, you know? And when you focus on high frequency and focus on things that you use every day, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does. It's ginormous. It really does, for sure. Okay, wicked. And last one, we've got eight minutes. So um, I'd love to know, where do you see yourself in five years' time? It's interesting. Five years, I had to make sure to check the calendar. Yeah, probably best. It's 2018, you thought, yeah. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Hopefully, I think, no. We will be hosting our own show. You and I, the Stu and Mike show, will be doing like a variety show. Need to catch your um, title that. I'm not leaving you up with the name making, that's for sure. Also, one of the dreams that I always had was opening a community center for foreigners. I think one of the things that was very yeah, difficult we when talked I about that, we? Mm. Yeah, one of the things I found difficult was just how hard it was to like if if I if I if you know if you come here and you're at the mercy of of your your uh company that you work for like my company like i i didn't i couldn't even trust the guy like i just felt he was scheming me left and right you know and a, a place that you can go and feel safe and comfortable and see local events and get a cell phone contract get a bank account someone can help you you know what i'm saying like i just remember the the guy that i it like i didn't have anything here and it and they troubled him to help me. It's like, you're all I got. I'm working for this company. And it's like, you just feel, you act like it's a pain in the ass to help me. Like, I'm supposed to make money for you, you know? A place that people can, can uh, to do that. And also, I think as, you know, as English teachers, one of the things that sadly happens is uh, we're commoditized, right? That's the word, commoditized. Like, in what it's way? just like, like, oh, you don't like it? Okay, don't worry. Bounce. Get somebody else. Do the same scheme that they did to the person the year before. Okay, you don't like it? Get out. Next person. And it's something that's been going on for years upon years upon years. And there's nothing that you can really do because you don't really have rights here. And um, and most people, it's like, you know, even though you're college educated, you don't know the language. You can't really do much. And a lot of people, you know, you went to school for what, five, four, five, six years you went to college and you come to Japan. It's like, I just finished school. Now I got to go back into school, like just to get a mediocre desk job. People are like, fuck it. I just teach English or just go back home. And it's a shame because there's a lot of good people who leave because of that reason. Right. So in five years time, hopefully we, we build something up that brings a union, the union. By the sounds of it, you want to make a union. No, more, <laughs> not, more like a, like a, uh, a, a, I want, to continue what we're support. doing but yeah and then you know build something for 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 you know uh what is it called i remember this one guy he said i i uh i do things for my last name not my first name and when you think in that aspect you you can build something for the future to leave a legacy you know it doesn't have to be for a million people it just has to be for one so I think that give me, that was way give too me deep. Wet. No, no, no. It's very interesting, I think. And I agree. It it would be good to help people who don't know what the hell to do, to be honest with you, because that's what it feels like. You feel lost. I mean, I, in my situation, I was dumped. Not dumped is the wrong word for sure. Oh. I come here and... But you understand what I mean, though. It feels like you're dumped in the situation of being in Japan and you just have to get by. For me, you, my situation you is You literally... Different. 
from literally go from especially even your story that you told me you literally went from just the hardest hustle because you want to build something for your family and then you come here and you're you feel demasculated you can't even you can barely go to the grocery store and and get anything of course it's a learning process of course you 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 chose this of course i you know i get and of it of course we can learn outside of japan you know many people listening probably think you should have learned the language before you can it's never as easy as people think it is actually being in the country is it so and it's never yeah. what you imagined you know like i thought everybody had like a you know a crazy fast car and you oh, know mate, you come I, here. I had to you're you a tokyo drift guy yeah but i um i had to explain to someone today that you know Japan is a great country. Like I can't say any any. I can't say too many bad things about it. Obviously, there's things that can be fixed, of course, but I can't say too many bad things about it. But it's not the image that's shown to you on the news. You know, no. the technic technically advanced nation is where everyone's being served food by robots in their houses and stuff like. It's nothing like that. So people really need to really understand the stereotype. The media pick up like one nugget of information and then make it sound like the whole country is like that one thing when it really isn't so it's, it's deceiving it's, but everybody who's been here says the same thing like you see all these j bloggers just like even if they mention something negative people attack them yeah like just leave they, just leave just leave and it's like if you care about something if you care about something enough you care about commenting on it yeah it's interesting isn't it but well anyway thank you very much for being on buddy appreciate Bro, it anytime that's it for this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to meet Mike, you can find him at 212English on Instagram. Look forward to seeing you next time. Ciao, ciao.